Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Not only no Speaker of the House, no vote on Speaker of the House. Jim Jordan doesn't have the votes. Now there's a conversation about whether or not they will back McHenry, Patrick McHenry of North Carolina. Will they indeed imbue him with more power as Speaker Pro Tem, or will they actually vote for him as Speaker? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Congressman Jim Banks joins us right now from the Indiana 3rd, Republican candidate for Senate in the state of Indiana. And we spoke about this yesterday, about the madness, about Jim Jordan getting less votes the second go-around than the first uh, go-around. You voted for Jordan on both uh, of these votes. What happened in the conference to prevent a vote from even going forward today? Well, Tony, I just walked out of the Republican conference meeting, and uh, uh, today the Republican leadership, um, and I say that word with, uh, a lot of reservations because there is no Republican leadership in the House at this point. They want to move forward with this motion to empower the Speaker Pro Tem, the temporary Speaker Patrick McHenry, uh, and and they'll they'll need Democrat votes. By the way, to do it, it'll take like a, a deal with the a deal with the devil, making a deal with the Democrats to empower the temporary Speaker and give him powers to essentially be the the Speaker of the House. That's not what our voters sent us here to do. They gave us the majority to fight back against the radical Biden agenda, the radical Democrats to save our country. And now we're turn- now what these guys want to do is turn the majority back over to the Democrats. It's the most absurd thing I've ever seen in politics, a big and giant mistake. If, that- if that's what Republicans are going to do, they don't deserve the majority in the first place. Uh, we spoke yesterday. I spoke with Congresswoman Victoria Sparks of the Indiana 5th yesterday. I spoke today with Congressman Je- uh, Greg Pence of the Indiana 6th. And this conversation of there were a lot of phone calls, a lot of pressure. And some of that pressure was pretty nasty and that members took serious offense to it. What were there? Was it offensive that members got calls from their constituents saying vote for Jim Jordan? Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, your, your constituents and voters are calling you and saying follow through and do what you to- what you said you were going to do during the campaign season. That's not a that's not a threat. That's a do the right thing. Now, if there were death threats, I've had death threats, um, serious uh, death threats, and I've turned those over to the Capitol Police and they've been handled. In fact, I got a very serious threat a couple of days ago. It said, don't come home if you vote for Jim Jordan for speaker. I don't blame the people who oppose Jim Jordan for that threat. That's just a crazy person on Twitter that posted something they shouldn't have, so I turned it over to the Capitol Police. But don't hide behind that 
and then walk out onto the floor of the House and betray your voters, the very people who sent you here to fight on behalf of this great country, which is under attack by the radical left unlike ever before. Don't hide behind that as your reason not to put Jim Jordan, the the obvious best person uh, to be in the speaker's chair, to elect him to be the speaker of the House so we can move beyond this madness and move forward and do our job. And that's what a lot of these guys are doing. Also, Tony, it's not lost on me that a big block of the Republicans who are not voting for Jim Jordan for speaker are on the Appropriations Committee. They're big spending Republicans that are afraid of Jim Jordan being a budget cutter and and uh, focusing on on uh, reducing the deficit and the national debt. These are establishment, old school Republicans who aren't on the same page as our voters, and they don't want to put the guy in the speaker's chair who's who's serious about doing something about the biggest issues in our country. So that that's what's going on here. I'm livid about it. This is a what 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 could potentially happen today in this this uh, empowerment of the temporary speaker of the house is giving the Republican majority over to the Democrats and allowing the Democrats to control it. And I've never seen a bigger betrayal of Republican voters than this, if that's what's going to happen. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana third district candidate for Senate Republican candidate for Senate. Um, I, I, I name names. Who, who are the people that are afraid that Jim Jordan is going to cut too much spending? Well, there are twenty of them that voted against him yesterday. I mean, I. But, you're, I, but are you? You're making the claim the with specificity that that's the reason. Yeah, they want to say it's about getting threats or being bullied and 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 hide behind excuses like that. But these are squishy Republicans who don't want to put a conservative rock star in the speaker's chair. That, that's that that's the that's the true reason they don't want Jim Jordan to be the speaker because he is a rock ribbed conservative who's serious about cutting the budget, securing the border taking on China, holding Joe Biden and the Biden administration accountable for their abuses of power. That's why they don't want him in the chair. There's no other reason for it. If, if, if they want to hide behind petty personalities and differences they've had in the past. But the fact of the matter is the, these holdouts, the people that won't vote for Jim Jordan to put him in the speaker's chair, are doing it because they are squishy Republican members of Congress. And I hope, I hope their voters are paying attention. I mean, I hope, I hope their voters... Uh, take action in the next election and uh, send them back home than that rather than send them to Washington DC because they're not part of they're not part of saving this country they're part of they're they're part of the go along to get along week of the Republican party that's working with the Democrats to do our country in I'm not going to go along with it I'm going to vote against this motion to empower the temporary speaker and I want us to go back to work go back in the room and if Jim Jordan doesn't have the votes to be the speaker then bow out of the race and let the next guy stand up and run for it and let's keep doing it until we elect a Republican Speaker of the House, and then we can get back to work. Well, you, you bring up a, a point. Uh, it was actually the question I was going uh, to, to ask. Reality is you need a Speaker. And if Jim Jordan can't get the votes, who is up next? You just said that you would be okay with going to next man up. Who is it? I, I don't know. Um, there are other people in the room who I could vote for. Um, I want there's nothing I've ever wanted more than for, in, in my entire time in Congress and for Jim Jordan to be the Speaker of the House, because I believe he's the fighter that we need. But if he can't get the votes, then let's look at someone like Mike Gallagher from Wisconsin, who chairs the Select Committee on China. I'm a part of it. Uh, a, the most important issue of our time, taking on our biggest adversary, uh, a guy like Michael Waltz from Florida, a strong conservative, a veteran and uh, someone who I admire. 
Um, there, there, I could go on with a long list of others that could potentially be very good speakers for this time. There are other people who are talking about it. Let's not elect a Democrat-controlled Speaker of the House, though. That betrays our voters. They gave us a majority, and now we're handing it over to Democrats. If that's so your argument is that it's not that you think Patrick McHenry from North Carolina, Congressman McHenry, is a bad guy. It's that you think that the way he would get more power would eliminate the importance and the value of having the majority in the House to begin with. That, that's right. But I, I, do have, I do have concerns about empowering someone to negotiate like the upcoming spending deal, the CR, with the Democrats. Um, he's not... McHenry is not the guy that I want. I want to go into the room with Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer and negotiate with them. I want a conservative to go do that. I want a rock ribbed Republican to go negotiate on behalf of the House Republican majority. But if we allow the Democrats, this is this was what made this such a tragic mistake to oust McCarthy to begin with. Every Democrat voting with eight Republicans to oust the speaker, the Republican Speaker of the House. Now, now what you're going to see today, if they if they walk off, if, they, if Republicans walk off the plank and pass this motion, is that the Democrats are going to join a small number of Republicans and pick the next Speaker of the House. That's why it was a mistake to begin with. Um, absolutely a shame. One, one, one of the biggest embarrassments and, a, and most historic mistakes in Republican Party history is what's been going on on here for the last couple of weeks. And if the Democrats choose in a Republican majority, the Democrats choose the Speaker of the House, even temporarily, it is a giant betrayal to our Republican voters who gave us the majority to begin with. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District. He has been in the room. He has been voting for uh, Jim Jordan, but that is not to be the case. And I, I must say, it was it was Speaker McCarthy who had his shortlist, and McHenry was on the top of his shortlist regarding who should be uh, – Pro tem, if he should be uh, removed, if the motion to vacate should go forward, you voted uh, for for McCarthy on, on repeated votes. So someone may ask the question as to why is now McHenry such a such a problem? Well, McHenry wasn't chosen by the co- the conference, by the body, by a majority of the Republicans in the room. But but furthermore, I mean, take Patrick McHenry's. Uh, word for it himself. He has said repeatedly in all of our conference meetings, his job is to do one thing, and that's oversee the election of the next Speaker of the House. It's not to be the Speaker of the House. And that he's made that abundantly clear to all of the Republicans in the room. He's never said that he wants to be the Speaker of the House. He says his job is to oversee the election of the next Speaker of the House. So a, a motion, uh, even against Patrick McHenry's will to be the temporary Speaker of the House, once again, betrays the voters who sent us here to begin with. A big mistake. I'm not going along with it. You have brought up the level of mistake, and I have discussed it myself, uh, that you don't make a move without a plan, and the removal of Kevin McCarthy as speaker without a plan was only going to lead to a problem, and, and here we are. Will Matt Gates be held responsible, sir? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, his voters... We'll have to make that judgment call next year. I don't know when the primary is in Florida, but his voters will have to decide that. I've told Matt I I work very closely with Matt. We serve on committees together. We work on a lot of really important issues. And, you know, most of the time we're on the same page. I think this was a a giant mistake. And I've told him that if Jim Jordan became the Speaker of the House, then that would be an upgrade. But if that's not going to happen, 
then this is a colossal mistake. And, um, you know, ultimately, his voters have to decide if he'll be held accountable for it or not. How many in the conference? I'd be curious to know what what happens in the conference. The fly on the wall. If you can just share what the what what the meeting was like. Let me start there. How cantankerous is it in the room? Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's very tense. I mean, it's been going on for a couple of weeks now, and, you know, it's uh, the, these conference meetings, we, we, we check our phones because they don't want people to leak what's going on in the room. It all gets leaked anyway. Um, uh, you know, I look around, some people keep their phones anyway, but to try to have constructive dialogue and a discussion. But, you know, it's, this is the thing, Tony, I've been thinking a lot about this. We, we have no leadership and the Democrats are so good at this. If you watch what they just did, Speaker Pelosi uh, retired. She handed the baton off to a younger member, a younger face of the Democrat Party, Hakeem Jeffries, Denny Hoyer, longtime uh, majority uh, leader and, and leader in the Democrat Party. He uh, hands off his leadership position to, I think her name is Kathleen Clark from New York or from, from uh, New England. Um, but they stuck around to help groom and mentor them. I mean, the, the Democrats figure this out. They're so good at, at raising up the next generation of leaders and training leaders within their ranks. Republicans are horrible at this. I mean, I, we, we, don't, we don't have a crop of emerging leaders. That's what I'm, I'm trying to be. I'm running for the United States Senate, as you know, to be a, a, a new face, a new, a new leader in, in the Republican Party where there is a vacuum of leadership, where people, people hang on and hold on for too long. We need a new crop. That's why I said Mike Gallagher a little bit, a bit ago, a, a rock star in the Republican conference who doesn't necessarily want to be in leadership. But he's the right kind of, the right caliber, a guy who could be a strong Speaker of the House or a strong leader for our party. We need to we need to identify these new my, my generation of leaders and start raising them up rather than stomping them out. And Republicans do a really poor job of that. Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana Third District, I appreciate you taking the time uh, to be with us. I'm sure we're going to check in again uh, in in the future. What comes next for this party? Of course, is going to be a a, a very very large question. Um, I I have stated before with clarity that the minute they have a speaker this all goes away you can then focus on other issues you can then focus on uh the the serious serious issues that are taking place within the democratic party which are massive uh, because of what's going on with israel but there's no doubt that this has officially reached the ugly phase it's ugly and this party is in an odd place and i'll say it again matt gates was wrong He was wrong, and Nancy Mace was wrong, and this entire crew was wrong. You don't make a move without a plan. Don't tell me we're better off. That was short-sighted and silly. You got to play the long game. Jim Banks is right. We need leadership. We need adults in the room. We need a plan. And we need to groom the next generation. This is Tony Katz today.